We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Front runners, thank you to everybody who joined us last night for Warriors versus Mavs. Ended up being another blowout game, but still was a lot of fun over on Playback. I'm going to put the link to the uh, the Playback channel in the description here so you guys can come join us for the next one that we do, which we'll still, we're still deciding which one will be the next one that we do. Probably be a Mavs-Warriors uh, game again, but we'll have to check the schedule on that one. But again, appreciate everybody who joined us last night for that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Keith, we did get a little bit of news here right before we came on. Al Horford yeah. will be back in action now. Upgraded to questionable, and I said this to you before we started recording, come playoff time, if you're upgraded to questionable, that typically means you're playing. Yeah, my guess is, there, and, and this is, let me be very, very clear, this is just a guess. Um, this was probably some, what kept him out of game one was probably some kind of, Maybe a false positive test. I don't know. Maybe there's something else going on testing. He may have been a close contact, and now they've uh, you know done the the retesting necessary to get him him there. So yeah, he was uh, he was out for game one. Then he was doubtful yesterday was what his injury designation was, and that could upgrade to questionable today. And that's a weird upgrade yeah. unless there's like a good chance he's going to play. So, so I assume that's where it is. Ime Udoka for what it's worth has said continually, he feels fine and he feels good. So I'm guessing Al Horford is back. Um, Marcus smart, probable to play. Uh, the, the word is he's going to test out his foot pregame, but is very likely to play. So we'll see what's going on with the sprained right foot for him. And then Derek white on the flip side, he is out, but Derek white's out for the, you know, arguably the very best reason mm-hmm. you could ever miss. He's, gone home to Boston to be with his wife for the birth of his first child. Is there anyone out there that is critical of that decision saying, saying that <laughs> yeah. is that happening? I, I would hope not, but oh, I'm yeah. assuming knowing the Twitter oh, it that is. it is happening. Yeah. I mean, Trevor, I could say something like ice cream is good <laughs> and people would fire back with like, here's why you're wrong. Um, you know, yeah, there's people out there who are being critical. Some of that is probably just people who get off on being ignorant trolls for what I don't, I've never understood sure. that behavior. Um, but there are legit people who are like, it's the playoffs. Like this kid's not going to remember this anyway. And it's like, it's, that's not what it's about. Like you, you would never ever forgive yourself if you, you know, g- you know, any for missing the birth of a child. Yeah. Like that's crazy. You know? So yeah, I mean, whatever people are, you know, not jobs, but 
you know, but yes, congratulations to the white family. Um, Ima Yudoka did say the plan was she was going to be induced between games when the Celtics returned back to Boston. But as a, as a couple of dads, we know babies have their own, their own they're, they're on, they work on their own schedule. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it's uh what, 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 what does that say? My dad used to say it all the time. Mom, man plans, God laughs. Like that's, you know, I, I think, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, I mean, look, the, I think it is a net positive. If you get back Marcus Smart and Al Horford, you lose Derek yeah. White. I like Derek White is one of your guys coming in off the bench. I think Marcus Smart, and not sure. to say Derek White is inconsequential, but getting oh. back Marcus Smart and Al Horford, I think that is a, a net positive for the Celtics. And we'll see what that means for the outcome of tonight's game. Uh, we've got right now, we've got Golden State up one nothing and a pretty dominant win mm-hmm. against the Mavs, uh, particularly in the second half. I'd say oh, they, they looked like <laughs> enough so that we clearly, I think, kind of lost interest a little bit i mean but we i do want to say the cool thing about playback is in case anybody's wondering we are not sitting down to do a traditional play-by-play of the game that's not what either one of us does it's more like think of it as like you're watching a game with a couple of your buddies and we're like oh man good play and just kind of commenting on things and then and then we take a bunch of questions i thought we had a i had a blast last night despite the blowout nature of the game yeah it, it was a lot of fun and so i'm glad that we get to continue doing these um the Warriors, I mean, man, they, they looked like they were in cruise control and anytime they wanted, they just put pushed down on the gas pedal and surged ahead of the Mavs again. I think there was a little bit of a fatigue element too with the Mavs that I saw. That doesn't mean that the Warriors weren't going to win the game anyway, but it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what adjustments Dallas makes. And if they if they can't okay. make enough adjustments to uh, uh, to be competitive in this series, because they, they didn't look competitive last night for most of it. Yeah, I, I it's there's... Now it flips right to Jason Kidd has to come up with something a little different. I thought they did a um, really, really good job of uh, getting up into Luca and making him really have to to work. Um, not not that teams don't make him work normally, but really like he just didn't seem like himself. Um, you know, at points in that game, I thought they they threw different looks at him, uh, and they did a really good job of keeping size on him at all times. That's probably the sneakiest thing about this Warriors team. Other than Stephen Curry, they're not very small. Even Jordan Poole is bigger than I think most people realize. So yeah, I mean, all around, of course, the Warriors offense was the Warriors offense, and they were just, you know, kind of you know, doing their thing. But yeah, it was, it was tough. I mean, at one point we were, I think we stopped doing it because it was just being, you know, mean almost, but the, the maps were shooting so poorly. Yeah. It was awful. Um, you know, that it was like, uh, we're, we're not going to continue to keep saying, you know, um, you know, Oh yeah, they're down two of 18 from three or whatever it was. I mean, it was, it was tough, but yeah, it's, I'm very curious to see. I mean, Game two is always often one of the more fascinating mm-hmm. games because it's you know what was real, what wasn't, and you start to get a real sense. Yeah, and, and that's just it. You look at what happened with the Mavs last night. They did have a lot of wide open looks from three, particularly I think of Reggie Bullock, uh-huh. who had a lot of a lot of opportunities and just missed. Uh, finished three yeah. for ten on the night. So, I mean, you make a few more threes that obviously can change a lot in the game. So, I, I'm not saying the Mavs are out of this, but this was a pretty dominant performance by. Uh, the Warriors, I know we're kind of jumping back and forth here, but talk about game two. What are you expecting to see tonight for for the Celtics and uh, and the Heat? How does that play out? Particularly, I'm curious to see how the Celtics deal with the pressure the Heat put on Jason Tatum. What counters can they come up with for that? Yeah, um, I'll start with that, that specific part. I think um, the Heat were, they, I don't want to say they played 
soft defensively in terms of effort or hustle, but they played soft coverages, meaning that they they kind of played back a little bit. They they weren't up as you know into guys and as aggressive. Um, what makes them so good is how quick they are and how quick their hands are. Whether it's deflection, steals, strips, blocks, whatever it is, um, their whole crew that that's what they do. And I think uh, PJ Tucker came out at halftime. It made it like his mission. Like uh, that's it. Um, uh, Jason Tatum's not gonna eat us alive. Because Tatum destroyed them in the first half. He was so yeah, dominant. 21. Um yeah. yeah, exactly. And in a bunch of assists too. He he really played well. So um in the first half and then in the third quarter, it all kind of went sideways. Tatum had six turnovers in that quarter. Um some of that was just very soft passes. I think the Celtics maybe get a little co- comfortable with um, you know, uh their their lead maybe um but anyway to back to to your question so i think miami's more aggressive to start i think the celtics i'm looking for more two-man action between tatum and brown mm-hmm. where one of them is a screener one is the ball handler really force the heat into a difficult decision on how we want to cover that um with that you really really make that work and then for boston defensively i think they need to switch less against certain uh players especially like jimmy butler because he kept you know, really finding guys that he wanted to go at and felt comfortable going at. Um, so I think what you need to do there is try to switch that a little bit less, invite him to take those jump shots, go under on a screen, maybe even drop back on him. If you need to, you have to be careful with that. Cause you don't want him to get ahead of steam, uh, going to the rim if it's not against size. Um, but yeah, in foul less, obviously took, you know, a million free throws in game one. That's not going to happen again. So I, I think we're going to get a great game too. Probably really, really competitive, and uh, you know, I give Boston a good chance here, especially if they can get uh, Horford out there on the floor. Are you surprised that uh, we still didn't see any Duncan Robinson? We had talked about him potentially coming into this series, and yet game one, he continued to stay glued to the bench. I know. Um, the reason why is, so Max Struess basically took his role mm-hmm. um, as that starting two-guard designated shooter in the lineup, and he's a better defender than, than Robinson is. Um, he's, he's a – I hesitate to call him a good defender, but he's a very competitive defender. Um, and then when you come off the bench, the, the guys that he'd have been playing off the bench, you know Hero's going to get his you know anywhere from 25 to 35 minutes. Um, that's going to be him. Deadman's going to get the backup big minutes behind Bam Adebayo. Victor Oladipo's reemergence as kind of this, you know, hybrid guard off the bench with Hero, that's left Robinson's only real spot then is to get the backup forward minutes behind Butler and Tucker. And those have gone to Caleb Martin because he's just a much better defender. And I think Eric Spolster's in a spot where we're going to figure out enough offense. Mm-hmm. Like we'll, we'll find enough offense, but we're really going to make sure we run with our, um, our, uh, you know, defense, like we, we want to keep defenders out on the floor and Caleb Martin's become, you know, really developed himself into a pretty good shooter too. Um, so I, I think that's, that's it. So I, I, I think Robinson remains a, uh, all right, things have gone weird on us. We need to get some shooting, you know, even if it's at the expense of some defense, it's the only way we're going to get back in a game, then you'll see him reemerge. And maybe if he's good enough, then he keeps that spot into the next game. But for now, I, I don't think Miami changes anything, and to be quite honest, nor should they. Gosh, when you look at this Heat roster, you look at the guys that are getting minutes, it's so incredible, the the guys that they've kind of reclaimed right. or, or developed into stuff, you know, guys who were dismissed by other teams and, and, are, and have found ways 
into this heat yep. rotation. I mean, absolutely incredible job they've done, particularly without yeah. with- Max Struess are on minimum contracts exactly. and they're both starting right now because Kyle Lowry is obviously still out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Deadman getting you know the production they get out of him. Oladipo, right? I mean, as odd as it sounds, that's you know one of the great trade deadline acquisitions. Even though it was two trade deadlines yep. ago um, that they got him, but you know rehabbing him all year and then yeah developing Caleb Martin. Even you know he's not in the rotation right now, but even a guy like Omer Yurt Seven sure. who played pretty well at times when they needed him to. I yeah, it's that I think is the um, secret to their success is it's just all right, guys out, you play. Go out there. And 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 I love to, they don't say go do what Kyle Lowry does, yeah. Gabe Vincent. It's do what Gabe Vincent does to the best of Gabe Vincent's ability. It's always we don't need you to be Kyle Lowry, be you, but but be the best surgeon of you. That's what we need. And they and they just you know continually put guys in, in success. It's Eric's shirt, I don't know. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't want to say this is a hot take, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's even close that he is the best coach in the league. Like, I, I don't think anybody can touch him. I, I think, you know, when you talk development, mm-hmm. uh, the personnel management side of this, I mean, there's some there's some personalities on that team that you got to manage through that part of it. And then obviously his game plans, his in-game adjustments. I I don't think it's even close. I think he's easily the best coach in the league. The cohesiveness of his rotations is really, uh, is really interesting, especially Mm -hmm. on the defensive end of the floor. You look at how rarely anybody is out of step or out of, I mean, that's the key to defense. All five guys have got to be, you know, together on a string. And even when guys go out, somehow you still, have that effect where everybody is exactly where they need. That is so hard, mm-hmm. so hard to do yeah. when you've got guys going in and out of the lineup or the rotation. So impressive stuff. But again, and, the Celtics defense has been formidable as well. They've also had that quality in terms of their rotations and, and doing what they need to do. I think we're in for a battle tonight. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I will say this too, Boston in 2022, the hallmark of this team has been their resiliency. When things look bad, they bounce back and play often at their best. So I, I you know, I, I'm with you. I think we're going to get a get a great game, and it would not shock me at all if we're headed back to Boston, you know, for Game Three, tied one one. And right, if you're the 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 road team in a series, that's your goal. Split the first two. 
you know, you lost the first one. Fine. It's over. Put it behind you. Try to go get the next one and go. Um, just th- this is good information. I yeah. think Chris Haynes just tweeted this because um, a, a million people are asking, you know, how can Al Horford get back? And he's there's two ways, two consecutive negative PCR tests, at least 24 hours apart. That we're, we're probably getting there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two consecutive PCR tests, at least 24 hours apart. With CT values greater than 30, starting no sooner than day four and day five, where day zero is initial positive test. So that's not, it's not the second one because he, he didn't test that far out. We're not that far out as far as we could tell. So it sounds like we're really, uh, you know, they were in the number one spot there with the two consecutive negative tests. Yep. That is that is my guess. And uh, from the the Woj tweet, they've been testing him consistently in order to make sure, like, hey, yeah. if we have a shot at this, let's you know, let, let's um, let's make sure that we get this if we can. Yep, absolutely. All right, um, let's jump over to well, I, I guess there's some some rumors here. Tim Connolly potentially on the move. I mean, it sounds like deep in, in conversations to potentially join uh, the Wolves. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, on that whole dynamic, we rarely hear this kind of stuff about front office personnel moving. Mm-hmm. What What's the significance of this situation? Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing to take away is that the Wolves' new ownership group, uh, Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez, are committed to, we're going to go get you know a, a big dog mm-hmm. to run our front office and we're, we're committed to trying to win and you know really get this thing in a different place. It's Minnesota has uh, consistently over the years been one of those teams that's I don't want to say they've been cheap, but they they have not made those big pushes, right, to go get, you know, guys, whether it be front office members, coaches, um, even players sometimes. So I think this is this is a sign that this is it's a whole new ball game here with new ownership. Uh, I, I don't even think that's full full transition has even happened, but it's pretty clear it's they're happening. now running the show there. Um, but yeah, and then. And then they're going to, uh, you know, if they can get Tim Connolly, that's huge. One, you take him away from a direct division rival um, in Denver. That, that's obviously big. And then you you get, uh, you bring him in and, you know, he's, I mean, what a great job he's done building that Nuggets team. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's really done a, done a good job. He, you know, I, I took over for, for Masai Ujiri when he left to, to go to Toronto. I, I think that was the transition back and check that, but, um, Beyond that, it is that's it's been a while, right? Since mm-hmm. Masai was there, and he's done a lot of stuff. You know, kind of you know hit hit the right guys in the draft. Um, it's getting a little tough for Denver. They're starting to get super duper expensive. Um, you know, so it might not be the worst time in the world to you know move and see if you want to do something different. But yeah, I mean, I, I think this is you know pr- pretty pretty massive you know all around. There's not a lot of flexibility to tinker with the Nuggets anymore because yeah. they've kind of said, "Okay, these are our guys. Let's let's go. We're going to commit to them, yep. and we're going to see how far this can take us." You can make some move around the around the edges, which, as we've been talking with the Miami Heat, those things can absolutely matter. Those moves around the edges can matter. But yeah. I could also see the appeal of going to Minnesota, weather notwithstanding. But I could see the appeal of going to <laughs> going to Minnesota and, I, and hey, you said that, but did you see? I think. They're in Colorado, supposed to get between four and ten inches of snow uh, today in parts of Colorado. So, you know. but I learned this. Do you know Denver has more days of sunshine than we have here in Orlando? Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's just got to be a rain situation there in, in Orlando, giving you cloudy days. But 
I mean, we rain. It get yeah, it rains almost every day right. here in the summer, oh. usually. But yes, okay, interesting. Yeah. There it is. There's your weather fact. Here's, here's our fun weather yeah. fact of the. That's going to start being our thing. <laughs> the NBA is, uh, weather. Snow. It's going to be NBA slash MCU slash weather. <laughs> weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll 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 start breaking down free agent reports based on weather and the like. I mean, it it is a real thing though. It does factor in to you know. I mean, I can tell you, Orlando and Miami use two things as a sales pitch regularly. The weather and no no state income tax uh, here. They 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 hammer those two things you know repeatedly when they uh, pitch free agents. Beyond all the other things that go into it as well. But yes, sorry, we're we're, we're getting way off track here. We're, we're going to have to spend a lot more time covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> yeah, well done, well done, well played. I enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> um, we should okay, let's go back to one other part of this story though. Yeah. Um, the targets. And I think this is the maybe even the more kind of bigger news. Mm-hmm. Uh the the Wolves went big game hunting. Like they they were, you know, all right, Tim Connolly is the one we we think, but when they made their list, they looked at it, it was Sam Presti, Masai Ujiri, Bob Myers, and Tim Connolly. They initially also put Pat Riley at the top of their list. Um Maury but decided, all right, neither one of those guys are probably you know, remotely gettable. And then they looked at the other four to see, you know, should we go? And it seems like Ujiri just recently signed his contract extension. Um, and he also got ownership, stake. He got, he got a lot of stuff. So he, he's not leaving uh, Toronto anytime soon. Myers is known to have signed a contract extension in 2019. We don't know about Sam Presti. There was some buzz. Maybe Boston could have gone after Sam Presti before they uh, made the Danny Ainge re- retirement step down. Brad Stevens moves up. But, I mean, if you're Minnesota, whoa, talk about, you know, that's the, the kind of, well, 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 you know this as a teacher. Well, what is that quote teachers, every teacher I ever had loved, uh, shoot, for the, shoot for the moon because you'll, at least you'll be among the stars yeah, or whatever it is. Or whatever. Something, yeah. something to yeah. that. But I, don't, I was never something. that style of teacher. But, but <laughs> yeah, yes. You were like, turn in your homework. Yeah, you just, just do your work. Just try. <laughs> Just try a little, yeah. a little bit. That was my motivation. Um, no, that's yeah, that's a, a positive sign, I think, for Minnesota. And even you can look at this yeah. and you can say, "Oh my gosh, this is this is so unreasonable. How what a joke! Why would they ever even think they can get those guys?" No, that doesn't mean they thought they would get that. That meant they thought, you know what? Let's at least put forth the effort and see if mm-hmm. there's any interest here. Let's not limit ourselves and say, "Well, we're the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're not going to get any of these guys. Forget it. Let's just move on." No, go go find out. Shoot your shot. And who knows? Maybe yep. it'll work out. So I think it's a good sign for for Minnesota that those guys if, are are the people that are on their list. Completely agree. If I was a Wolves fan, I'd be jazzed yep. by this because this means hey, our new owners are they're they're in this. This is not just a hobby for them. This was not to, like they're in this. They they want to win. So I'd be super excited if yeah, you know, whether you get Connolly or not. Maybe it doesn't even go that way, but they're trying, and I think that's really good. I mean, we say it all the time. What do you want from an owner? Spend a lot of money and get the heck out of the way, yep. right? And it seems like the Wolves are trying to do that because you're going to spend a lot of money for one of these guys. And then you're certainly, I hope, going to say, do your thing. You know, let us know what you need. The, how, how much to make to check out for? Sure. Done. Let's go. So, you know, great, great, great for the Wolves. Uh, let's talk about this all-rookie team and the egregious snub of Austin Reeves. How did this happen? <laughs> this is... Uh, this is, there is some sort of conspiracy happening here for sure. Now, none of that is, is true. Um, 
the all rookie team pretty much and we can quibble over should this guy have been first team or should this guy have been second team mm-hmm. it pretty much got filled out like we like we expected it to yeah yeah scotty barnes kate cunningham evan mobley all unanimous first team no questions at all mm-hmm. about that uh franz wagner got 84 first team votes 15 second team votes once some some uh, poor unfortunate soul did not vote for him period uh for the all rookie team um but i don't have a problem there then it gets into should it have been jalen green should it have been herbert jones with an outside chance of josh giddy those were the next three guys jalen green got the final first place our first team um, uh, voting. So your first team, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Franz Wagner, Jalen Green. So the top four picks in the draft. Uh, plus Orlando had the fifth pick, but not the guy. They drafted fifth. That was Jalen Suggs. Um, then the second team, Herb Jones and Josh Giddy mm-hmm. led the second team. Then Bones Highland, Ayo Desunmu, and Chris Duarte. Uh, you know, rounded out. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga was closest. Uh, he had 47 second team votes. Chris Duarte had 52 second team votes. Io Desunmu got two first team votes. Uh, and then Gideon Jones got uh, 24 and 32 first team votes, respectively. So I don't have any real problem yeah. with, with this. I, I think, you know, the right guys made it, uh, you know, there. Uh, just to close the door on it, Austin Reeves, two second team votes. Yep. Uh, for for your guy, uh, HBK, right? HBK, Billy Colby. HBK. Um, so. <laughs> Bones Highland, no matter what. That was my my thought going into last year's draft. Great to see him doing well. Wish he was yeah. in a different jersey, but great to, great to see him doing well. <laughs> um, he is he is a lot of fun, and glad to see him get that that second team nod there. Uh, I think it was it was kind of funny. So I put it there on Twitter. I tweeted out. Something to the effect of Austin Reeves did not make first or second team all rookie and just a picture of Austin Reeves. And people went berserk on both sides. I've got I've got Lakers fans saying, what? How is this possible? Shouldn't he be on on one of these teams? And then I've got fans of everyone else pointing at this tweet and saying, look how delusional Lakers fans are. And how could they even think that I literally just tweeted out he wasn't on first or second or second team? And people are taking that, however, whichever way that, that they want, and it's it's fantastic. I, I love Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we can do a whole show on that comment later, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. I, in general, I love Twitter too. I, you know, I really do. It's I need to be better about setting aside the hands I encounter each day and, and avoiding yes. them. Hey, let's stay on and all this stuff. Um, We'll use this as a trend. Um, Woj did a pod with Mike Schmitz um, from ESPN, um, which if you guys have been following Mike Schmitz for a while, like I have been all the way back to the Draft Express days um, when he was just kind of like a like a up and coming guy. um, He's awesome. He's a superstar at this draft stuff now. It's super. Super cool to see him kind of become uh Olympian. So that's that that's just a personal aside here. Um what I would say is um <laughs> oh man, I have to I, I gotta share this. This is a break-in. So Uh-oh. sorry. John Krasinski tweeted, just just wrapped for the day, head out to the movies. What should I see? And somebody said, How about the new Doctor Strange movie? His reply, fantastic. Okay. All right. I love it. So he's so he's a fan. He so is he you know that means he's already seen it and he thinks it's fantastic 
or he saw it. You. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Do you not know? Fantastic. Um, oh, because of Reed Richards? <laughs> yeah. That's what he was going for with that? Oh. See, that was... And look, obviously, by this point, I've kind of heard you know what happens, even though I haven't seen the movie and all that. I've heard what happens sure. and all that. And just from an outside perspective, again, having not, not seen the movie, my initial thought was, really? Like, you... People have been begging Marvel to bring in all these different characters into the MCU <laughs> and they bring them on for a couple of minutes and then brutally kill them like that. That was great. That, it was awesome. Okay. So you, so you like, to me, I was like, yeah, cause it's, it's not the real one, sure. right? I'm doing quotes around real. Right. So yeah, it was, it, you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember when, um, like when independence day first came out? The, the movie independence day mm-hmm. and it was like oh my gosh they're like blowing up all these monuments all over the you know the world like you know all these major things and people were kind of like oh that's interesting then that happened in real life yeah. very horribly and it was like oh yeah that's not as much fun at least this these are made up characters so it was a little fun to be like oh man like i all right i'm gonna spoil the heck out of this so skip ahead like <laughs> three if you need to um you know hey hit like three skips ahead i'll get it in quickly Black Bolt, you know, the character Black Bolt, right? His voice like basically disintegrates anything that he speaks at. Wanda seals up his mouth and he literally goes. "Mm." And then because of that, it can't come out. So it reverberates and explodes his head. Yeah, (laughs) basically. So it's like it's like they like they did a really good job. Like it was dark stuff like this. This is why you can't take your daughter (laughs) to it because this was this was not great stuff here. But yeah, it was. um. Yeah, it was good stuff. So, all right, we'll come off the Doctor Strange stuff. I'll go back to to the draft thing I was talking about. But but that um, that if that, <laughs> so if I just saw he, that if tweet. that's what he meant though, then that is that is indeed a fantastic. Oh, it's a hundred percent reference yeah. reference there. But without a doubt, it's yeah, he's uh, that, that's a hundred percent. So all right, anyway, um, <laughs> we'll go back to the basketball here. So last year's draft, um, Woj on this pod with Mike Schmitz, they're talking about this year's draft, and they were talking about the Thunder. And could the Thunder move up the board or not? Uh, Woj reported the Thunder tried to trade up uh, to draft Evan Mobley number one overall oh. uh, last year. Um, they they offered uh, multiple picks, and the Cavaliers basically said, "Yeah, not interested. Like we're 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 good. We we want him." Mm-hmm. Um, and what he says is, uh, um, let, "Let me get get the quote here." Um, 
for it's rare when somebody trades out of that spot for all the picks the Thunder have, Kobe Altman knew what he had in Mobley. I don't think Sam Presti could have offered him enough to get him out of that pick. Hmm. So that is kind of matches the things I've been saying about the Thunder for months now. You, you're you not going to necessarily be over to overwhelm teams because teams don't then want to turn into where they are, where it's like, all right, we, we, you know, what are we going to do with 9 million picks? And I wrote about this for Track. You can go find the article about uh, do the Thunder have too much of a good thing, and it's, are those picks really all that great? Like, that's another thing you have to wonder about too. So, um, so anyway, just interesting that they tried to trade up. Um, you know, for Mobley. Remind me though, like, am I forgetting something about that draft? I mean, Detroit had the number one pick there. Was there? Yeah, no, he's saying they would have drafted Mobley at number one. So they were trying to get up to the pick when he was still available. They were trying to get to three in order to, in order to get Mobley saying that he was the top guy on their board. Okay. That, that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's on me. I didn't phrase that really well. I was, I was Um, recommend. I'm like, did Cleveland and Detroit do a dra- – are we looking yeah. at – is it a Tatum situation nope. here? Is that, and I'm completely yeah. forgetting that. Like, no, that's, that, that's on me. I'm like, I thought Detroit had the number one all, all along there. I got, I got excited about Dr. Strange and, and John Krasinski and Mr. Fantastic. What can I say? Uh, you know what? I, um, say somebody, I saw some criticism of this, and I know, I know I'm pulling this aside again, but that said that they didn't stay true to the character because he did stupid stuff, stuff that like – Mr. Fantastic would never really do like revealing Black Bolt's power to just be be neutralized. Yeah. Like what on what he's the guy who is smarter than everyone else and outthinks everyone else. There's zero chance that he would actually reveal what the power was that was going to destroy her. You know, just little things. That, and again, that's a I think a minor complaint because you're just supposed to have fun with these movies. Sure. But uh, I hope when we yeah. get the real version, we do get like the real real version that doesn't you know do dumb stuff. So I have two two thoughts on that. One complete agreement. Yeah, Reed Richards is known as one of the more. He kind of is Tony Stark, uh, Stephen Strange, like arrogantness, but kind of almost to a different level. Like I'm the smartest guy in the room, and you're all morons. Um, but I will remind everybody: this was a a uh, not not a variant version, but a multiverse version, a different version. So maybe maybe in this world, Reed Richards is really nice, and he was. Trying to, you know, tell Wanda, like, don't. And then he got turned into spaghetti. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, back to to more draft stuff. This was this was the other piece as we transition into this year's draft. Uh, Woj reported uh, that the Magic are going to um, lean between Jabari Smith and Chad Holmgren. Those are the two guys the Magic are are looking at, um, you know, going. I Again, I kind of wonder, are they looking at maybe with OKC, could you say if OKC's like, we gotta get player X. Near the magic, do you say, yeah, we're good with player Y. Move back and get get an extra pick. I don't move back one pick and get the 12th one pick and get one of those future picks that are uh from from the uh from the Thunder. Or to the Thunder. That's you should say that's you know, interesting. That it could go. Because my first thought was this is not good for for um, for Orlando, for it to come out that they're deciding between two players, don't you want it to be between three players? So there's greater uncertainty, more mm-hmm. likelihood that a team might trade up in order to get their guy because they're not sure their guy's going to be there. But if it really is two, and OKC is starting to worry, like, hey, we really want one of those two, maybe you put more pressure on them 
by narrowing it, narrowing it down. Because if OKC is looking at it as, well, you know, they could pick any of these three guys, and we just want this one guy. All right, we've got a, a two-thirds chance that that guy's going to be there. Whereas if if not, if it's just one out of two, then OKC might feel a little bit less comfortable in order to uh, mm-hmm. that their guy will be there and then might want to trade up. Yeah, it, the, the only reason why I do kind of wonder if we get to that point where it turns into a uh, um, how, how do I put this like where it turns into a is there a trade to be made? I don't know that any teams are going to be that locked in on this is the guy. Yeah, like I mean, maybe We've, we're a month out from the draft, so a lot of things will happen between now and then, and we're getting a lot of stuff out of the combine. Of uh, there, there's already stuff rumors of players who are going to cancel workouts and maybe drop out, which generally tends to lean to, right? They've got kind of a pro- promise. So, you know, so I, I really don't know what to, you know, um, uh, make, make of that. And, you know, did, but yeah, it's, let, let's see, you know, where all that goes um, with, with that. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot, but uh, I, those three guys, I think are, I mean, it's tough. I, I tweeted it this morning. I'm going to, I'm going to change my mind a hundred times of the, of the top guy of the ordering of those three of everything. Like it's going to be, you know, a long, long time before I feel, you know, really settled on that. And I don't even know that I'll feel comfortable by the time we get to draft day. Uh, I think those, those guys are so good. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how it all, all plays out. And I think the uncertainty is actually a good thing. I mean, last year's draft, not to say it was boring, but I mean, we knew Kate Cunningham was going to be the one one uh, the mm-hmm. entire time. And, to have this uncertainty, I think is good. It just adds to the drama, adds to the intrigue, and I think it adds to the possibilities of moves happening if you don't know for sure what other teams are going to do. Yeah, I completely agree. It's yeah, you you want it to be you know I want crazy stuff to to happen uh, you know from the um, you know at the top of the draft and all all throughout the draft. Yep. I you know I, I yeah when, when I don't have a rooting interest, you you know what the rooting interest becomes chaos. maximum chaos. Yep. yep, bring bring the chaos. And with that, I think that's about it for today. I think I think hey, actually one quick thing. Oh. Um, just because it's I mean what a, from the what else do we really expect him to say? Department James Jones. Uh, gave an interview uh, in Phoenix. Um, DeAndre Ayton's a big part of what we do. Um, basically, yeah, we're proud of his improvement. Blah blah blah. Doesn't he had no point? Did he say we're definitely resigning no. him or anything like that? But yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's there. Um, I also I have to shout this out just because this is really stupid and funny. There is a uh, very very known website, a well known website uh, that has a forum, and one of their forum discussions that's cranking right now is what happens if a crazy fanatic kidnapped an opposing team's star player before a really important game? Isn't that the plot of an Celtic old Pride movie? Exists. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the movie exists. So, so just watch just, that. Yeah, just go watch that happens. movie, and that'll that'll tell you yeah. exactly what's going on. Yeah. What are we doing? Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> all right i think we should we should before we go any further off the rails we should we should call it a day there yeah we probably should have ended this show 10 minutes ago <laughs> appreciate everybody who hung in there with us make sure you do subscribe to the nba front office. i appreciate everybody who hung in and watched the dog too at the end of a couple videos ago that's right uh, when trevor spliced in a little blooper reel of the the dog i think my mic might still be wet from him uh his his app yeah he he really wants to be on the show that day he was Great excited time. to get on camera i don't blame him i don't blame him he was excited for it 
All right. Absolutely. We're going to wrap things up there. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget, go give us that five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Great way to help out the show. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.